He says men are terrified of a woman's depth of love and the energy that moves as a woman's sexuality and emotions. And at the same time, men want nothing more in this life than to merge completely with a woman's devotional love and wild energy. Only as a man outgrows his fear can he handle a woman's tremendous love energy. And only such a man is worthy of her devotional offering in a committed intimacy. I love this. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years. Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Welcome Welcome back back to to another edition of the Medicine Podcast. This is episode 120. Six. Nice. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was so excited you got it right. Uh, my name is Mimi, and I have my love, my beautiful king, right here sitting in front of me, Mr. Blue Eyes. What is going on, everybody? Loving the fact that we are here yeah. talking about something critically important, mm-hmm. critically relevant. Something that literally every human on earth deals with at some point in their lives yeah and it's one we have known about needing to talk about yeah and like quite honestly in all transparency i've been a little bit hesitant to talk about it yeah me too it is a tough topic it's a gray area lots of gray area in preparation for this it hasn't been easy to reflect on yeah My own memories, our own past feelings of this thing that come up in my life. And the topic that we're talking about is jealousy. Yeah. And to be specific, jealousy in relationship, not like, I'm jealous my neighbor got a new boat. Right. We're not talking about like coveting and envy necessarily from a, like, I want somebody else's life and or possessions. It's more, I am experiencing the feeling that we've all labeled as jealousy as it pertains to my significant other and how they interact with the opposite sex. Maybe how they, right. Or anyone or how, where they prioritize their time and energy. If it's Mm -hmm. not maybe on me. Yeah. And I really like just, again, in all transparency, I'm sitting here asking for guidance from my higher self. I'm (laughs) asking for guidance from my soul. Um, as we talk about this today, because, It's such a gray area and there really are no absolutes. And so we're just going to be talking about a lot of potentials. And so I hope that this doesn't offend anyone. I hope that this doesn't come across as like we've figured this process out because it's really complicated. Experts. So so know that our intention is so pure and it is only to talk about a really, really relevant topic that we'll Mm -hmm. be just like scratching the surface on today. Yeah. You know, it's, we'll obviously get into it in, in depth, but it seems like a a lesson that every human here, every human is here to learn to some degree. Mm -hmm. And it can, it can show up in different ways. It can look differently for different people. 
uh, different relationships. But so it, it's impossible for us to, like you said, talk in absolutes. There's so much gray area. It's not black and white. And um, so we just invite you and encourage you to listen with an open heart and an open mind. And if this is something that you're currently experiencing, we hope to offer enough value for you that you can be inspired to to lean into the lessons that are here for us to learn amongst the the world of jealousy in relationship and uh, hopefully um, give you enough solid tools that you could you know feel like you've gained some some wisdom some traction and, and hopefully be able to take those into your relationship and that they they would be helpful so yeah. that's our intention we're only trying to be helpful we are not experts in this and uh, we're just we're doing our best so um, but we we've had multiple uh, requests from listeners um, to talk about this just to gain some other perspectives from maybe a more like balanced unbiased type viewpoint meaning that I'm not saying that we're completely balanced 100% all of the time. I'm saying that in this area, currently, we are both balanced. Yeah. So I think that we can offer some some healthy insight because we're not in the thick of this thing called jealousy. Totally. Yeah. Mm. But, first, but first, before we get into all things jealousy, I want to know from you, my love, what you got going on in your cup today? Oh, my God. <laughs> What I have going on in my cup is something that I'm so excited to share. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) This little bad boy, we've hinted at it. Yeah. But this little bad boy, officially releasing the name today, (laughs) Mushy Love Latte Cinnamon Swirl. Woo! (laughs) We, everybody, are coming out with a mushroom latte, and Mm. it tastes like a cinnamon roll. Yes. We're calling it Mushy Love Cinnamon swirl is the flavor. Yep. So what is in this bad boy that I'm sipping on right now? All organic ingredients. Gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO. Really awesome about this is there's no gut-disrupting sweeteners at all. Like no uh, natural flavors, Mm -hmm. which are in like uh, sparkling waters and are just really made from like... We don't really know. We don't know. (laughs) Mystery chemicals, weird like, you know, it can be something that's natural like pig skin that can be heated to crazy temperatures and somehow turns out to taste like a watermelon or bacon. Right. And so these, these natural flavors, you see them probably in a lot of different supplements are potentially dangerous. No sugar alcohols, no artificial flavors. We're not even doing stevia or monk fruit. Yeah. Even though they've been shown as like potential, like they're pretty safe, but we just, some people don't do well with them. Some people don't do well with them. There's a lot of data coming out about them being gut disrupting, even endocrine system disrupting. So we're staying away from those. What does this actually include? One gram, baby. One gram of mushrooms. Full gram. Full mushrooms. Two of them. Tremella, 500 milligrams. Tremella is the beauty mushroom. Hydrating. So great for your skin. Mm -hmm. 500 milligrams of chaga. Chaga is a hero mushroom supplement. It is so much uh, benefits for gut. It's like blood sugar. Yeah, Um, immune health. Immune health. I mean, it is nicknamed. We're not making any claims here. Just this a fact that it's actually nicknamed in Finland. Um, the cancer fungus because it is so powerful for the immune system. So legit. Um, We have a gram of mushrooms in here. They're pure mushrooms. They're 100% mushrooms, not like myceliated green like we've talked a lot about in the past. And where this places 
this product in comparison to other like mushroom elixirs. Yeah. Safe to say it's at least two to three times more mushrooms than most other coffee mushrooms, yeah. mushroom elixirs in the marketplace. It tastes like a cinnamon roll. It also has coconut milk powder. It's got uh, oat milk powder, lacuma powder, which is like a really sweet but low sugar, rich in fiber, dense in calcium and iron, a bunch of antioxidants. It's got slippery elm bark, uh, which is like a caramely taste, but also packed with antioxidants, antimicrobial, and anti-inflammatory. And then we, to sweeten this thing, we did sweeten it. Mm-hmm. We sprinkled a little organic maple sugar. Love the, it. The thing that's so freaking awesome about maple sugar is, of course, it's sweet, it's super delicious, but it's actually way less sugar, uh, like per ounce or or uh, density than would be just like table sugar Mm -hmm. and then it's loaded with minerals and antioxidants so this thing tastes freaking delicious um we're actually including a way that you can get early access to this Mm -hmm. uh we'll drop it in the show notes yep um i think you know what the what's the url specifically yeah it's themedicine.com forward slash mushy love so that's m-u-s-h-y l-o-v-e themedicine.com forward slash mushy love. And uh, there you'll be able to um, put in some of your information. You, you can see more about what it is and our, our intention and the story behind it and everything. I mean, this is, you guys, this is something that we've been working on for, I kid you not, over two years. Yeah. We've been starting this process of formulating. What do we want the ingredients to be? What do we want the taste experience to be? What do we want the drink elixir? The whole thing. We've been... It's been, I honestly don't know how we've kept the secret, (laughs) Um, but we wanted it to be perfect. And so we weren't going to settle for anything that was just like some other product out there. This is truly unique and we are so excited about it. So on this landing page, themedicine.com forward slash mushy love, you can put in some of your information, just basic information, and you will be added to basically like our VIP list where you'll get a whole bunch of goodies like um, early access to the pre-sale. Yeah. So you like secure your bag because for this first run, we're, we're doing a limited amount yeah. on this first, you know, drop of this. And so you can, you can secure a bag for yourself and then we'll also include some exclusive discounts and everything and then you also get behind the scenes content of us launching this so you know that feature on instagram where you can add people to your close friends well when you sign up for this i will physically add you to our close friends list and you will get to see the behind the scenes of everything that we're doing and we're going to have surveys we're going to have voting we're going to have like we want your yeah. input on things we want you to see what you're going to get we're just we're trying to make it really fun and, and this is a a really cool way to do that so we're we're super excited about it and uh we hope that all of you listening will go and join that close friends vip list and uh secure your first bag of mushy love totally we're at least six to eight weeks out on this thing um but obviously doing doing a ton of you know communication uh, in the process to lead up to it so mm-hmm. probably june later june something along those lines but get in line because this thing's gonna crush it I forgot to also mention that there is cinnamon in it yeah you know amazing <laughs> organic cinnamon it, it, it is a cinnamon roll cinnamon yeah. swirl type taste so <clears throat> probably important to note that there is cinnamon included. We recently this weekend met up with some friends and we brought them a sample uh, and we had some, you know, we ordered some, some steamed milk and we stirred it in and let them try it. And my favorite thing is people's reactions when they take the first sip and <clears throat> they don't say something like, oh, wow, this is really good. It's, it's a noise like, 
oh god yeah, yeah. or they get this face like oh wow right. or like mm, you know like it's like a noise it's yeah. like a reflex that is like it's rocket fuel it just like you know warms my heart um i love seeing people's responses and it's it's so fun it's like after putting this out there and like letting some of our closest friends taste it and getting their responses it's like it's like having a baby out there and someone like thinks your baby is cute and wonderful yeah. and smart and all of the things so it's 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 really really heartwarming to hear from from our favorite people that they love it our mushroom baby is making everybody else <laughs> jealous speaking of jealousy yes all right my love what do you got going on in your cup today i have a an, an adrenal cocktail which i've shared a couple times on instagram that i am um daily having these adrenal cocktails and really Adrenal cocktails are just a mixture of different um, minerals that your body is begging for on a daily basis to support your adrenal glands. And a lot of people don't know this, but when we're stressed, um, your body burns through things like sodium, calcium, potassium, magnesium is a big one. And so it's really important on a regular basis to replenish those minerals. We've talked about minerals before. Um, we take minerals like droppers, but this is really like a powerhouse yeah. of minerals. So today I have a little coconut water for the potassium, a uh, little OJ for the vitamin C. I have some aloe vera uh, juice. And then for the magnesium, I added some Ned Mellow, which is packed full of all different types of magnesium. And it's really high quality product. It has sort of this like cream soda flavor so it blends really nicely with the other ingredients that i have in here and uh, it's offering my body just a, an abundance of magnesium which by the way has like while me doing these adrenal cocktails for the past couple weeks my foot um, which i've had problems for problems with for like the last two years is like it feels 100% better. It's so wild, and I just think it's because I'm I'm gifting my body these minerals that it's literally been begging for for so long. And I thought I was gonna live with this foot pain uh, for the rest of my life, and started doing this high dose of minerals, and it's gone. It's so nuts, yeah, you guys. Yeah, it's been amazing to watch. I am just like in shock. I'm in awe. I my body is so freaking magical, and I'm so grateful for it. So, um, yeah adrenal cocktails all the way love me some ned magnesium and this month uh the month of may we are going to be gifting all of our subscribers new and existing subscribers um in your ahcc order you are going to be getting a sample of the ned mellow magnesium so watch out for that um, again this is new and current so if you're like oh, i want to try some uh, if you sign up you know for the immune intel hcc subscription this is a perfect time to do it because you will be gifted a free sample of the ned mellow magnesium heck yeah oh yeah. you guys will love it i it's amazing for sleep too yeah amazing for mm -hmm. sleep um yeah super fun well let's get into it yes we have a lot to talking to cover about today. jealousy you know one of my favorite quotes about jealousy and I don't, I don't think it's a quote it's actually kind of like an old saying is um the gods are jealous of us or the gods envy us and mm -hmm. that is you know the human existence yeah. and the reason for that the reason they say that is because we have choice we don't know the future we have free will and having all powerful all knowingness uh, capabilities like the gods might have 
it leaves out an opportunity to lean into the mystery and make mm-hmm. yourself better because of the unknown. And so I love that kind of setting the, the tone for all of this. Jealousy is a massive signal for an opportunity yeah. to improve yourself, improve your relationship, improve your future relationships. Heal some triggers, some trauma, some programs. And we, this emotion is intense, but we have free will to catalyze it, to transmute it into something beautiful. And yeah. so that's what excites me about talking about this. But it is a powerful emotion. Mm-hmm. It can damage or even just completely end almost any relationship. Yeah. If it's not consciously realized... Jealousy can create a permanent wedge between you and the best version of you. Mm-hmm. Like forgetting relationship for a minute. It can separate you from who you really are. Yeah. Then of course it can impact you and your relationship and your partner and trickle into future relationships. So that's why we're looking at this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Today is all about it. What we're going to be covering, I think first off is like, what does jealousy look like? What are some examples? How does it show up? Can healthy jealousy exist? This it, is a, yeah, that's a question I've been asking myself for a long time. Like, can jealousy be healthy in some way? Normal, healthy. Yeah. Is it okay to feel? And then, like, where does it come from? And what does it actually say about us and the relationships that we're in, like, mm-hmm. at large? How can we transmute this jealousy thing into something positive? How can we learn and evolve ourselves through jealousy? And how can we strengthen these relationships that include some level of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get into some examples of jealousy and like maybe even how they can be you know, made worse. There's, there's kind of a scale, a spectrum mm-hmm. of jealousy. Um, you know, right out of the bat, I think it's like someone is openly flirting or coming on to your partner. Yeah, and this can be in real life. Like you physically see it. Maybe you're at a party or an event or a dinner and you physically see someone flirting with your partner or your partner, vice versa. Or it could be on social media where it's like, you know, you can see um, comments or you can see that your boyfriend or girlfriend is following all of these accounts where you're like, "Mm, that's questionable. Um, So we do have this, you know, kind of wrench thrown into our world now dealing and navigating in the world of social media, which just complicates everything. Yeah. And as we go through each one of these examples, we'll be talking about it later, but important to bring up is there are different scales of jealousy. Like we're talking about, there's completely irrational jealousy. There's actually rational jealousy. And then there's like uber rational, there's justified jealousy. And so even in this first example, someone's openly flirting or coming onto your partner that can sit like as a rational jealousy. Mm -hmm. If someone straight up like makes out with your significant other, that's like Uber justified rational jealousy. (laughs) Um, So just, just laying that out there. I think another example is your partner is actually the one openly flirting or coming Mm -hmm. onto someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, you see them like just, no shame checking out someone else that like walks by like yeah. the whole head turn I f- <laughs> yeah. I fuck type of deal right like guys eyes drop immediately yeah, yeah like oh wow they can't even help themselves yeah totally yeah I uh I digress here for a second but I heard this funny story once where <laughs> this chick was uh she was in a relationship and um you know her boyfriend would often be find people like that he went to high school with and he'd be like, Oh my gosh, I think I went to high school with that girl. Oh my gosh. I think I went to high school with that girl. And she was like, yeah, 
they broke up eventually, but she was like, yeah, mm, my ex-boyfriend apparently only went to high school with porn star looking <sighs> super hot, blonde, big boobed girls. And that was his way of checking a girl out and oh. making it like he's he's like trying to identify like, oh, I think I know that girl. Oh, let me stare at her. For let a me while. stare at her like, oh, yeah, she looks familiar. Isn't that so fucked? Great look, my guy. Not really. <laughs> oh, I think it's also like everybody knows a boob looker. Oh, who, yeah. Who, oh, like, my God. can't even hold eye contact. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. You're like, uh, uh, yeah. you, like, want to, like, uh, like cover yourself. Yeah. Even if this happens, even if you're not wearing, like, a, a low top or anything. Like, I know. It's like they're looking <laughs> for, like, is there, like, a, a nipple outline or something? Which is funny because, like, I, I sort of want to know what's going on in their head. Like, what's the story in their head? Which is like, just look, man. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> you know? It's like, if it's really fast, they won't see it. Yeah. It's like, okay. I'm trying. It's funny. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I've taken a glance or two in my day. All right. Another example of jealousy. Yeah, I would say, again, <clears throat> your partner, if they have close friends uh, of the opposite sex that you're not necessarily comfortable with, maybe you're not also friends with their friends, and uh, it can feel like sort of a threat. Or this could even be if your partner has really close family relationships, like a closer emotional bond than they have with yeah. you. And, and this can... This can show up as like with the mother or with the father or whatever, like daddy's girl or mama's boy or whatever. The partner can sort of feel slighted because it feels like, wow, you choose your mother over me or you choose your brother or sister or whoever. It can be also family, I think. Yeah, it's not the literal like, whoa, do you have a crush on your mom? It's actually like the thing behind the thing would be the energy. You're prioritizing the feminine that is your mom over the feminine that is your spouse yeah. or significant other. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, I think another one is like, it doesn't have to be, again, like infidelity related. Your partner might be succeeding at something mm -hmm. that you're really struggling with and letting it be known that they're actually like better at it than you. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be the same thing. You could have completely different careers, but maybe you're both really driven. And if you have established this sort of like one upping or competition type relationship, um, your success in your career could maybe threaten or cause jealousy in your partner or vice versa. So yeah, it doesn't even have to do with necessarily a, another human being. It can be between the two, like competing for yeah. whatever that might be, maybe success or career, you know, achievements or whatever. Totally. Again, this doesn't have to look romantic or sexual. Uh, it can be intimacy and trust that mm -hmm. is kind of non-sexual. Maybe you find out something about your significant other from someone else that you believe they should have communicated to you first. Mm -hmm. I would say another one is if your partner is spending like quality time or like a good amount of their time um, on something else, you know, that is not your relationship. So like their work, their career, or they want to hang out with their friends all the time. And it feels like that's more important than you. Um, or even if it's just a close second, that can really cause some problems in relationship. Definitely. I think FOMO is another one. Yeah, for sure. Your partner is experiencing something new, novel, or fun that you're not getting to experience with them. Maybe yeah. they take like a really awesome trip. Yeah. Or they're they're doing something really exciting in their life and you don't get to be a part of it. I think it's okay to feel that feeling. Yeah. That like I don't even want to know. Don't even yeah. tell me. Yeah. I I'm sitting over here depressed. And then last last, you know, another example, uh not not surely not the uh you know, last. There's many, but just for the sake of time. I think another one is like 
when your significant other starts going on about someone else's appearance or looks, yeah. maybe their achievements, and it seems like directly to hurt you. Yeah, you, you, like, you in your head you're like, are you are you for real doing this just consciously knowing that this would yeah. insult me? Yeah, it's like you could have stopped like two minutes ago and I would have gotten the point. Yeah. Like I don't need to know like just how amazing her leg muscles were or like or like say say your like what uh, your wife or something just had a baby. And the husband is talking about how some celebrity looks amazing after a baby or something like, Oh God, I've seen those examples play out in my life and where I'm sitting there like, is this motherfucker for real? Yeah. Like, like, dude, seriously, catch on. Tough look for my guy. Super tough look. Cool. Well, that's just setting the stage for jealousy. We're probably referring back to these examples and, and probably bringing up a few more, but moving on to the question of like, can healthy, jealousy Mm -hmm. exist yeah although it's like mostly a negative feeling when it comes Mm -hmm. up there are circumstances where jealousy in relationships not necessarily a bad thing and i think it might actually you know be justified in a lot of cases it's a normal human emotion it has a purpose Mm -hmm. it shows up to tell us something about ourselves it's an opportunity for like at the minimum Mm self-discovery in a relationship it can mean there's something you need to communicate to your significant other maybe something about like your own insecurities maybe some non-negotiable boundaries that you have yet to communicate with each other maybe it's a chance to look at bring up and heal old wounds traumas suppressed desires even hey hey homies all right Here's a question we get all the time. Is it okay for generally healthy people to take immune Intel AHCC or is it just for people with serious illness? This is a great question. And most of the world is aware now just how critical a healthy functional immune system is in order to maintain long-term health. But it's still easy to forget about your immune system until it's too late, until there's a breakdown somewhere, until your body is dealing with something quite serious. So what happens when generally healthy people take AHCC? Well, it's sort of like fixing the roof when the sun is shining. And now your house is much less likely to flood because of a leak. How does it do this? AHCC works like a boss to quickly enhance the immune system, cell function, and communication. For example, the NK, natural killer cells, these are white blood cells that specialize in attacking tumor cells and cells infected with viruses. AHCC has proven to increase your NK cells by up to 800% in a matter of weeks. And T-cells, these immune soldiers are important because they help direct your body's immune response. Certain types of T-cells can actually seek out and kill foreign invaders. And AHCC helps promote optimal T-cell activity. I know that I want this intelligence in my body every single day. So Chase and I both take at least two capsules of Immune Intel AHCC every single day without fail. If you'd like to start blessing your body with this daily intelligence, go to themedicine.com forward slash products or just check the show notes below. Cheers, boo. Absolutely. I think it's a, yeah, a check engine light. Yeah. It is absolutely, uh, you know, just something to get your attention. And like you said, 
whether that's just within you, because you could be creating all sorts of stories that is not based in any sort of reality, or there could be some basis. There could be some truth in what you're feeling. Maybe it's like you need to set up healthy boundaries with your partner or, you know, um, express some suppressed uh, emotions or desires or feelings or whatever. Like there is always a growth opportunity somewhere. So that's like the first point that we want to make is it has a purpose. And, um, you know, I, I found this quote and I, I, liked it because it sort of removes um, the shame that we can sometimes feel whenever we do feel jealousy because when it comes up it is a quote-unquote negative emotion negative feeling even though it is there to teach us so is it really negative I don't know um, but this quote says jealousy is a constant companion of love an uninvited guest we can never quite banish try though some of us might and that was from a BBC article that I was reading on jealousy. And <clears throat> although I, I, I think that I want to live in the world where jealousy can, uh, that we can heal and we can get past it. Um, I do, I, I like what it's saying here. It's, it's an, a constant companion of love. It's, it's something that you could be uh, moving through, navigating the rest of your relationship. Um, but certainly there are ways to do it in a way that is um, going to propel or uh, help you along in your spiritual mm -hmm. evolvement journey. Um, and jealousy is really cross-cultural. It's not just something that we deal with here in the United States or wherever you're listening. It's cross-species. Like, you see animals. Sure. You know, it, it's called mate-guarding, where it's like the man is, you know, ready to fight anyone that comes near his female or whatever, or, or vice versa. Sometimes it's the female. Um, it's universal. And everyone <laughs> has experienced jealousy. No one is immune from this emotion. And uh, so I think right there we need to squash the shame that comes yeah. along because, like I said, you can feel some sort of shame because it's not it, it's something that you know can hurt the relationship, but feeling shame for anything is never the way to heal it. It's never the way to move through it in a conscious way, whether that's sexuality, whether that's um, you know addiction, or whether that's jealousy. Shame is never the answer. So like we've said, it's ultimately a lesson, either a lesson in learning how to navigate and untangle your own made up perceptions that and the stories that you're telling yourself about your partner or about whoever, or it's a lesson in, you know, trusting your intuition, establishing healthy boundaries and communicating your needs effectively to your partner. Even if your partner, say, cheats on you or something, and from that you have this built-up jealousy moving into your next relationship, <clears throat> it's still there to teach you something about, yeah. hey, where did I not show up for myself? Where did I look the other way? Where did I not trust my intuition? So it's, it's the lessons are there. Definitely. And I would say also that, you know, jealousy has existed <laughs> always, but for the last, you know, I would say probably 15 years or so of our life, we as humans have also had to navigate this very dicey world of social media and people from the past didn't really have to do that. They didn't have this other world like we're dealing in the real life world, but also another digital world. It's a steroid shot to jealousy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so now instead of just being aware and sort of this mate guarding against humans in the flesh, 
we're also, you know, there's a, a seeming infinite number of people that we need to, I'm being facetious here, I'm being like dramatic for effect, but there's also a, an infinite number of people that we have to mate guard against on the internet digitally. And, you know, there's actually a name for this that I found out as I was kind of doing some research. I didn't know this, but it's called social surveillance, where um, people basically keep tabs on their partner. Mm. Or it's called interpersonal electronic surveillance, where you're checking up to see who's liking their page, to see who they're liking, to see who they're friends with, to see who's commenting on their page. We now have this weird way to be a sort of like private investigator into the life of our friends, family, and certainly significant other, which is, like you said, it's a steroid shot to anyone that might have a tendency towards jealousy, just seeing like, oh, so-and-so liked your page again, WTF. And it can amplify these feelings. So again, just something to be aware of that people from the past have not had to yeah. deal with this. Yeah. Giving yourself a little you know, grace in all of this. I think part of the reason jealousy can feel so bad is because like you're saying, we have shame. Jealousy in relationship is seen as toxic and unhealthy as relationships are concerned. Like I don't want to come across like a crazy jealous boyfriend or girlfriend so I need to completely cleanse myself immediately of jealousy. So we, we add this layer of self-blame, this mm -hmm. self-hate. Yeah. Or, or we even look at it like it's a death omen for yeah. the relationship. Like if you – I think like suppressing something like this will ultimately compartmentalize, fester, mm -hmm. and turn to just poison in your body. I think people too often say like, well, if there's jealousy in this relationship, it's going to be doomed. Yeah. Like it's just toxic and doomed no matter what I do. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. Looking at jealousy in this way will make it feel insurmountable. Mm -hmm. Negative, difficult emotions, I think we all just need to appreciate, yeah. are a totally normal thing to feel. And you don't have to take it on as part of your identity. You know, saying like, I'm a jealous person or I'm a jealous boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Like, please... I invite you to not take it on as part of your, your identity. Yeah. And like, if you're having these conversations with your partner, don't, I, I would really hesitate against saying like, sorry, I'm just a jealous person. It's part of my personality. No, it's not. It's a program that you've learned over the years because of X, Y, Z trauma or, you know, other experiences or other relationships. Please do not take it on as part of your identity. Yeah. So jealousy, it's normal. I think yeah. that's the point we're getting across yeah. here. It's completely normal and sometimes justified when there is uh, trust issues. I think it can even be healthy when it's leveraged as a uh, warning sign for things that you could work on. So summing that up, I think a lack of healthy awareness and communication, of course, around jealousy can lead to disconnection, which leads to just destruction altogether. So critically important and what we're going to be talking about today working through your jealousy. Mm -hmm. It's key to keeping jealousy from becoming toxic. And so it's important to deal with this emotion, this feeling of jealousy openly. Mm -hmm. In excess and in secrecy is where it festers. Yeah. So let's talk about where, you know, where does it even come from? Uh, if it is normal and natural and, and something to not be shamed, 
where does it come from and, and why? Maybe we can talk about the, uh, some of the differences between the masculine and feminine experiences of jealousy. Yeah, totally. I, as we were just thinking about all this and knowing what the medicine is all about, and it's such a, such a core pillar is to just evaluate the energetics behind things. The thing behind the thing is mm-hmm. what we often say. And so uh, our homeboy, main man in the masculine feminine uh, space, David Data, he actually says, uh, and he's speaking to masculine and feminine anger, which I think is uh, a really like similar cousin to yeah, close, jealousy. Yeah, close cousin for he, sure. He says that masculine anger is always because you are feeling constrained, trapped by life. Feminine anger is always because you are feeling unloved. Yeah, I would also say like synonymously with unloved, it could be unseen or not listened to. However, that woman interprets love because it's different for all of us, but it comes back to feeling unloved. I think a core reason for jealousy is the fear that there's an outside of the relationship romantic behavior. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the crux of a lot of jealousy is the fear of infidelity. And so as I was really meditating on this and really thinking through this, I got curious about why do people cheat? And I'd heard a couple podcasts uh, around the psychology of infidelity. And so I actually jumped into a couple different, you know, spots uh, for just educating myself on why people cheat and some of the stats and some of the actual like scientific data behind it. So I was actually in psychology today and, uh, you know, quoting from psychology today, there is a school of thought that says if a woman cheats, it's more likely to signal an end to her primary relationship than if a man cheats. The point is masculine and feminine tend to think differently and feel differently about relationships and sexual connection at large. Which makes sense because we're not driven by the same things. Totally. And <coughs> this is this will always this is funny, like the science and the, the psychology of it all ties yeah. back to David Data. Men are generally more likely than women to be able to compartmentalize sex and intimate connections. So for many men, sex is sex and relationships are relationships and the two do not necessarily overlap. Thus, mm-hmm. a man casually cheats, a man who casually cheats may do so without feeling a significant degree of emotional connection to like, you know, the mistress or whatever. But when a woman cheats, she sees things differently. Like with sex and emotional connection, they're intermingled in ways that the compartmentalized approach that the masculine takes is significantly more difficult for the feminine. I think this, um, I think this, we see this play out also in social media because if, if dude girl sees her man scrolling and what, you know, what she sees and what he's looking at is a bunch of accounts where the, you know, girls are just shaking their assholes and like showing titties and things like that. Like, how, because she's looking at the world through the lens of emotional love being connected to sex. And for dude guy, I'm not saying it's right, but for dude guy scrolling and looking at girls' asses who are not his girlfriend, <laughs> for him, it's probably easy to comp- compartmentalize that where he's like, well, I don't feel any connection to her. I just like looking at this yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And for the woman seeing that, she's probably interpreting it as, is he interested in her? Is he, does he desire her more than he desires me? Like we are quick to tell these stories because our sexual connection is so tied to emotional connection and it's not necessarily the same for a man. Although I am not, I am not 
justifying that behavior. Totally. It's just something to be aware of. It's awareness. This is all foundation laying to understand a, the why, to understand yeah. the thing behind the thing. So statistically, according to psychology today, when women cheat, there is usually an element of romance, intimacy, connection, love. Men, like I said, on the other hand, are more likely to cheat to satisfy sexual urges with fewer thoughts of actual you know, intimacy. Of course, tons of guys cheat because they feel uh, you know, love as well as sexual attraction for an outside partner. Uh, but, but statistically, that is not the case. And, and vice versa for women, too. It's just that the majority, statistically, is, is these tendencies. Sure. <clears throat> um, so for men, uh, statistically at large, infidelity can be an opportunistic, primarily sexual action that in their minds does not affect the primary relationship. In fact, when asked, many men will report that they're happy in their primary relationship, that they love their significant other and their sex life is great. And that like, despite their cheating, they have no intention of ending the primary relationship. Which sounds nuts. It sounds insane. <laughs> I know. It sounds so Tough crazy. Stuff. But obviously there's enough men who feel this way to, you know, become the majority of men that cheat. And like, I've seen it. Uh, so I know, I know it's real because like I've seen it. You, you're, you're traveling and you're a business professional and there are people who just have this like wink, wink, we're on the road. There's no yeah, rules type right. energy. And it's like, it's just a, it's just an escort. It's just a strip club. It's, it's just, just a, it's yeah. Vegas, baby. There's yeah. no rules here. Right. It's easily, it's easily um, justified in their mind. And so even though I'm reading this, I'm like, geez, fuck boy is just alarm is going off. It's real. Yeah. It's yeah. totally real. I think for women, women are less likely to operate that way. Um, and this, again, is quoting this Psychology Today article. For most women, a sense of relational intimacy is every bit as important as the sex, often more important. <laughs> <laughs> as such, women tend to not cheat unless they feel either unhappiness in their primary relationship or an intimate connection with their extracurricular partner. And either could cause a woman to move on from her primary relationship. I would also add to this desire. Women, not only do they want to know that their partner loves them, because plenty of women know that their man loves them, but do they feel desired? Do they feel beautiful to their partner? That's important too. Um, so I would, I would also add that that desire and that beauty, uh, that beautiful, you know, feeling beautiful and feeling chosen by their partner is also of utmost importance. And so if a woman is not feeling that there, you know, can, can yeah. obviously be some, some extra curricular activity going on. Yeah. So again, why we're going into this, this is not easy stuff to just read no. No. and understand why we're going into this is that so you can have empathy for the yeah. physical and energetic differences between men and women, between masculinity and femininity. Yeah. If you know a little bit more about the why, you can understand some of the reasons that jealousy occurs and kind of like work your way through them accordingly. Yeah. So tying this back to the David Data quote about jealousy, masculinity, when they feel constrained, aka not free, they will counteract that by trying to break free from the jail cell. Like, I am worthy of freedom, so I will show it. That's why they have these acts of cheating. Yeah. It's this freedom expression. 
And on the flip side, when the feminine, you know, feels unloved or is feels like she's lacking intimacy in her relationship, they will counteract that by trying to find love and intimacy with this attitude of, I am worthy of love, I'll prove it. Or I am desirable, I'll prove it. Yeah. Yep, totally. And then as this kind of is looked at through the lens of jealousy, knowing the, the importance for masculinity to feel freedom, to feel unconstrained, masculine jealousy, when the masculine is jealous and they're in an out-of-balanced state of masculinity, they will express their jealousy by controlling what they hold most valuable. Mm -hmm. That is freedom in the relationship. So what do I mean by that? I mean that they will try to, because freedom is so of utmost importance to them, they will try to control and possess their feminine partner. You can't do this. You can't do that. Here are the rules. This sort of like dictator tyrant approach when there's in a sense of jealousy because their primary core value is yeah. freedom. Yeah. Even though maybe necessarily the, the feminine's core value isn't freedom. The male is still, or the masculine is still going to respond by trying to grasp at what he thinks is most valuable in the world because that's the lens through which he's, you know, yeah. interacting with the world. So that makes total sense. And guess what? It strips the feminine of what she desires mm -hmm. to experience the feeling of love. Yeah, absolutely. So with feminine jealousy through the lens of the unbalanced feminine, will express jealousy through removing what they hold most important, which is love. They will, you know, tend to leverage and hold hostage maybe love, affection, or sex in the relationship. You know, this could be like the cold shoulder or like I have a headache or just not interested in love and int intimacy and sex. This is a silent treatment. Yeah. Leave yeah, it, that's what it. I mean. Like yeah. cold shoulder mm -hmm. is like... Kind of like, you don't exist to me. You're not yeah. worthy of my love, which is so brutal. So that leveraging will strip the masculine of what he desires to be free and unconstrained. Or in the context of social media, she sees you scrolling through a girl's ass photos. She will likely either get really angry and lash out, or she will start to question your desire for her. So what the the conversation in the mind of a woman who sees that is going to be like, wow, he must desire her or desire them more than he desires me. And what that leads to is sometimes a lack in self-confidence for the woman who is seeing that and her man is, you know, looking at all this stuff, which then leads to a waning sexual spark over time. Mm -hmm. Because for a woman to want to engage in sex and pleasure and everything, it really is linked to her confidence. I think this is true for men and women, for sure. But women... They can't compartmentalize no. in the same, to the you same degree that masculine... Through. Right. And so if you're not feeling sexy or desirable and you think that your man desires these other women more than you, do you think that dude girl is going to want to have sex with you? No. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the dude guy might not even be aware that her waning sexual desire has anything to do with his activity <laughs> right. on social media. Right. So it's, 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 this is what we mean by gray area. Yeah. There's so much to this conversation and we're just, you know, touching the tip of the iceberg here, but these are some of the things that we need to be aware of as players and influences yeah. in the relationship when it comes to jealousy. We're just touching the tip. Touching the tip. <laughs> you couldn't wait to say that. <laughs> um, the, the point is it's one of those, like what comes first, the chicken or the egg type totally. things Yeah. because we have 
the natural masculine and the feminine, masculine prioritizing freedom, ma- uh, feminine prioritizing love and the abundance of love and feeling love. And then we have their expressions of what, you know, out of balanced control looks like. I'm going to withhold love from you if I'm the feminine. I'm going to control you and, con- and constrain you if I'm the masculine and possess you if I'm the masculine, which then leads to a depletion of love causing the feminine to then, potent- you know, worst case scenario, have an affair. And that affair is not just a compartmentalized affair that where the relationship might stay intact. It's an over with this relationship done type scenario. And the masculine is the other way. It's like, well... I still want the wife and the kids and everything in yeah. place, but I'm going to go fuck somebody else mm-hmm. and it'll be fine. I'll just play both. I'll, I'll reinforce that I still have freedom in life. And so it's just a vicious loop. It is. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is, these are just the archetypes. Uh-huh. This isn't every relationship. Everything's going to look a, a little bit di- differently, but these are the archetypes of out of balance, masculine, feminine, jealousy, uh, infidelity. Hey, homie, did you hear that Organifi the creators of the best and most delicious green juice in the world, now has a crisp apple version. You guys, it is so dang good. I love the original green juice, but this may be my new favorite Organifi product. The apple taste isn't too strong. It's just the right amount. So green juice crisp apple has all the same benefits of the original green juice with a new crisp twist and refreshing taste and only two grams of sugar using organic whole apple sources handpicked from our home state of Washington. Holler! I drink green juice on a daily basis because the clinical dose of ashwagandha really helps support my body's stress response and cortisol levels. And you know what they say. You're either making stress hormones or sex hormones, not both. So green juice really is sexy. To grab your new sexy green juice, crisp apple, go to Organifi.com and remember to use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T at checkout for a hefty 20% off on all your Organifi orders. Cheers and love, boo. Yeah. So we mentioned at the beginning, there are different types, different layers, you could say. You mentioned the kind of the irrational, the rational and the completely justified. Um, So let's talk a little bit about those. Totally. Yeah, we came up with these on on top of our heads. So this is not from like, you know, psychology today (laughs) or anything. We are quoting ourselves. We're quoting our brains. So (laughs) irrational jealousy. What does that look like? I think this is when there's like no to little sign that your partner is behaving out of line. Yeah. There's no, like they haven't done anything per se uh, to make you question their, their loyalty. So the sign of jealousy in this case is actually a sign that the feeling of jealousy is for you to go work on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, what's an example of this? I think when you see relationships where it's like, do not talk to him, you know, do not talk to her. Yeah. You, you have to share with me all of your phone messages. Uh, you're not allowed to hang out with anyone of the opposite sex. Like maybe you can't even talk to your mom more than <laughs> once a week. Uh, these are just like, and, and let's just say there's no prior history of, of infidelity or cheating mm-hmm. or anything. This is just like wildly irrational to me. And it can come from 
again, it can come from the woman who is expressing this kind of irrational jealousy. It may not be irrational in the current relationship, but maybe their previous partner did cheat on them. And so it now they have this layer yeah. of fear. They are operating in the world through this shell of, you know, fear of jealousy. So now their current partner, even though they're completely loyal, they've never done anything to make them yep. suspect they're now the recipient of this jealousy Definitely. that's irrational. I think it's really important to talk about, you know, why and the source of how these yeah. are, you know, coming up. I think that previous trauma or, or previous wounds, either in the relationship itself or, or maybe even like modeled by your parents, yeah. and that's just the oh, programming yeah. that you're getting. Um, you know, maybe even if it's not the current relationship, it's a prior relationship that has broken history like you're talking about, and that's that's either way. Um, I think a, a lack of just like individual self-love. Yeah, worthiness. Know, massive insecurities that one partner is then just like projecting onto the other. If your own insecurity or low self-image makes you think terrible thoughts about you, mm -hmm. you will often begin to look for any hint that your partner thinks that about you as well. Mm -hmm. Like you're self-sabotaging. You're actually looking and grooming them to let you down. Yeah. And it's this weird thing in the brain that happens that even if w we have this negative self-talk or like <clears throat> this limiting belief about ourselves, maybe it's this insecurity related to relationships or jealousy or cheating or whatever. If you've told yourself the story enough times that like you're unlovable or anyone like once a cheater, always a cheater, or of course you would be cheated on because X, Y, Z, your brain will look for evidence that you are correct. Yeah. Even though it's like not what you want to feel, like you think that you don't want to feel that, but your brain is still going to look for evidence, even where evidence doesn't exist. Definitely. We are doing our best to come up with solutions, doing our best to come up with ways to transmute these feelings of jealousy. Um, so we're going to be talking about that, giving our yeah. best shot at, you know, w what are some ways that you can actually solve this problem? I think uh, in this case of the irrational jealousy that surfaces, this one's mostly about you, my dude yeah. guy or my dude girl. This <laughs> yeah. is like mostly about you. Yeah, it's an invitation. It's a lesson for you to turn your third eye inward and really, you know, get quiet, get calm and start asking yourself some real questions. And first, you know, um, as a solution, take a deep breath. When yeah. you feel that jealousy coming over you, our breath is literally a safety valve in this life. We can use our breath to calm our nervous system. If you are addicted to that dramatic or stress loop response in the body, it will be very difficult to do this. So I invite you to get still, get quiet, close your eyes, sit in nature and start to just calm yourself, which will also calm down your wild imagination. Whatever story you are creating about your partner in your mind, you can start to unravel that story and just stick to the facts. Yeah. What is actually happening now in this moment, in this situation today? Yep. Not what happened in the past, not whatever trauma you went through with a, a, a you know previous relationship. What is happening right now in this moment? Stick to the facts and what you know without a doubt. And, you know, also not thinking about what could potentially go wrong in the future because that's an unending yep. list, right? So the first step is to parent yourself <laughs> and show up for your nervous system 
in the best way that you can, which is I think with our breath and just getting calm and not definitely don't run to the phone and start, you know, telling your girlfriend or your mom or whatever. Like, I think this is happening. You are just going to bathe. You're going to marinate in that negative thought loop energy that could potentially like, you know, add to the destruction of your relationship. I think it's a, you made a couple of huge points. I think the negative stories and the constant negative self-talk, becoming aware of it, naming it, observing mm-hmm. it, and then just putting a pause on it. Yeah. It's okay to think it. It's okay to let it process through your brain, but just put a pause on it. Yeah. Don't then emotionally lash out either at somebody who's close to you or some, don't bring somebody else's energy into the dynamic before you first rationally observe your own negative self-talk. Power of now Mr. Eckhart Tolle, great book to read if you are yeah. looking to just get your head out of the stories of the past or the stories of the future and get back to the present moment. Mm-hmm. I think this is such a, like looking at the bright side, this is a great way for you to start identifying your triggers. Yeah. So if you start observing and you start naming the, the negative stories and the negative self-talk, take a, take a little look at what's causing it and going, whoa, that's a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. That triggered an irrational feeling of jealousy. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm remembering that that's how my dad used to talk to my mom. And when I hear that, I get defensive of my mom and I get defensive of me. Mm-hmm. And that's a trigger. So I'm going to put a pin in that because when I bring this up with my significant other, yeah. I'm going to mention that that is a trigger for me and put it in their awareness so that they don't press that button. And that and that also it's a thing behind the thing that you're also working on because we have to own our triggers, right? Like it's not just on the partner to walk on eggshells and make sure that they never trigger you. I think it's it's both and. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's us owning our triggers and then also making that information available to our partner so that they can, you know, hold our hand as we try to heal ourselves. Yeah, or like, hey, my last boyfriend was fucking around on social media and I it's a trigger for me to see you scrolling past you know, big booty accounts. Yeah. And it's just a trigger for me. I'm not saying you're doing anything about it. I just need to bring that up for you and let you know that this is where the wound is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, another thing to have in mind is, is having an awareness of the different types of attachment styles, which come from early, early childhood. I'm talking like baby stuff. And, um, you know, for time's sake, we can't really get in. Maybe we can do an episode in the future on attachment styles, but just know that there are different types of attachment styles that we um, accumulate and pick up and put into our nervous system and our programming from a very young age. You guys have probably heard of some of these. The, The four different types of attachment are secure, anxious, avoidant, or disorganized. And most of us are a combination of uh, a few of these. So just for example, if you are mostly aligned uh, with the anxious type of uh, attachment style, this could be contributing to your desire to control your partner's behavior. This is like I'm anxious that my partner is going to leave me or hurt me. So I need to be with them and looking at everything that they're doing all the time, basically like helicopter partner. So different attachment styles can have an impact on how you show up to the relationship and how you handle uh, hard moments in the relationship. And if you want to look deeper into these attachment styles, um, I would invite you to look up Sarah Baldwin and uh, she wrote a book called Attached, um, which it's on my it's on my list to read. But if this is like resonating, like, oh, shit, I need to look into mm-hmm. this. Um, definitely check out that book. And ultimately, 
this is on you to address and heal but your partner if they are aware that you are actively working on it and healing it and that you're not completely just putting it on them to to you know walk you through and to figure out and to walk on eggshells around you um, they can really hold your hand and help you through it when you when you ask them in the right way. So um, especially if they haven't even done anything hurtful in the first place where these are just stories that you're creating in your head. Yeah, totally. A couple more just quick solutions. If, you're, if irrational jealousy is surfacing, pull some stress out of your life. Yeah. Just like nutrition, you know, calming the nervous system to yeah. be able to digest food. You should calm your nervous system down to be able to think and behave rationally in your partnership and with your significant other. Get involved in groups, healthy activities that make you feel well and whole. Meditate on what you love and what are your unique strengths. Improve the relationship with yourself and mm -hmm. the best version of you so that you can actually start dealing with these emotions from a whole balanced perspective. That will cut a ton of the, the noise out is just by getting more balanced mm -hmm. dude make friends yeah <laughs> like oftentimes jealousy comes not from anything your significant other is doing but from a lack of love in your life altogether mm -hmm. yeah. that could be like a lack of friendship or family that you actually need humans need in their life and they start blaming that lack on their partner their partner can't be expected to provide everything yeah fill up more of your love cup dude by spending time with good people be vulnerable be seen for who you are. Make friends and jealousy, like irrational jealousy, will really slow down. Yeah, absolutely. So simple, but probably overlooked in this conversation of jealousy. You know, something that, and I'm going to speak to guys here because um, it's just, it comes up for me. It's come up for me. I see it in my friendships, relationships. I've seen it just in, in masculinity in general. And it's this quote from, again, David Data. Um, that I just really love. And it, and it really is kind of like anchored in irrational jealousy. He says, men are terrified of a woman's depth of love and the energy that moves as a woman's sexuality and emotions. And at the same time, men want nothing more in this life than to merge completely with a woman's devotional love and wild energy. Only as a man outgrows his fear can he handle a woman's tremendous love energy. And only such a man is worthy of her devotional offering in a committed intimacy. Mm. I love this because there is such <laughs> truth and power in a free, open, vulnerable feminine who gets to express herself in, in the way that she knows is true. The opposite of that is the archetype of the dictator, the, the husband, the boyfriend who is a possessive, jealous tyrant. Yeah. I have felt those emotions in my life when I feel insecure, when I feel afraid of the power of, of the feminine. I have seen it take shape in the way that men treat women in our world. And it light, it kind of fires me up knowing what I know about energetics. And that oddly enough, the fulfillment for masculinity is actually through that openness and acceptance of the powerful feminine. Mm -hmm. And so I love that quote, meditate on it, dude guys out there. Um, it's just something that like, you know, pulls at my heart, I guess no, you could I, say. I, I totally feel that. And I, I'm sitting here with you and I can feel the emotion that, you know, this is stirring up for you. And certainly we've worked through this to some degree, you know, it wasn't ever dramatic, but coming back together, it was something that we really wanted to talk about. And 
you are such an amazing example of this. And I feel so free to just be me Mm. 100%. And that, uh, you know, I think it translates it. It really comes back into what you feel in the relationship too, because when you witness me free, I know that that frees you. And if someone is listening and they're like, what are they even fucking talking about? If you've never experienced this, it might not make sense. If you have only been in relationships where you as the woman or the feminine feel squashed in some way or held down or like you are a round peg and they're trying to stick you into a square hole, that is so tiring to the person and um, the relationship. And when you can ultimately liberate yourself and just show up to life like, hey, this is me. I love me. I'm going to show up to our relationship fully. But I, I would really love your support in this yeah. me, me being me. Uh, as long as it's something that's not just outwardly like, you know, crushing the other person. These are upstream actions that will not, they don't treat jealousy. They prevent it. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, once jealousy has occurred in your life, how do you navigate through it and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, deal with the dynamics of jealousy. But there's also just going upstream and acting in a way that prevents jealousy. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about is yeah. getting upstream and really changing the thing behind the thing such that it doesn't, you know, shake out to be a, a symptom. Yeah. Moving on to rational jealousy yeah. where it can actually be rational. You know, I think in this case it's like, completely logical for you to use the feeling of jealousy as a way to work on yourself and the relationship. So this is like when it shows up, there's a level of rationale, you know, there's a level of justifiability behind it, but it's not necessarily as severe. It's not like straight up cheating. It might be one of those cases of like, Hey, someone's flirting with you. I noticed you're flirting with somebody else. Maybe it's observing some social media behaviors or maybe like, Oh, you know, I, I see that your ex from four years ago commented on your photo and you had like a little exchange with them. Nothing scandalous, but just the fact that that's in your awareness. Yeah. So it's like, it's a check engine light for, you know, it can be a check engine light for you, the observer, and also the other person who's engaging in whatever it is that's like kind of questionable. Yeah. I think a classic one is like you start dating somebody and they're still like, friends with their ex yeah. or their ex like sort of loves them uh and they're like no we're just friends even though they are, they're still obsessed with me and that's like a rational feeling to be like yo there's a jealousy feeling coming up it's not severe yet but let's talk about it let's address yeah. it let's work through it i think the source for this kind of rational jealousy is you know it's a combination of both your own and i think your partner's insecurities where when we're irrational was pretty heavily on just one of the two. Mm-hmm. I think in this case, like it really does uh, come from a combination of both. You know, potentially this is from past relationships, childhood examples we've already talked about, modeled by the adults in your life. I think, you know, current relationships who have a history of broken trust, again, like that could be on either side or either way, might experience these rational feelings of jealousy. I think just lack of healthy communication in the relationship altogether, lack of having deep conversations or even just being comfortably vulnerable with your partner could end up in a feeling of jealousy that is rational. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, um, 
if there has been a laxing, you know, say you've been dating for six months and there was never a conversation about like, hey, you know, when the sun is shining, right? Like right. in the beginning when you're like, hey, so are like, how do you feel about like being friends with your ex after, you know, when you're in a new relationship? And just it's not even an issue yet, but you're just bringing it up to just air it out before it becomes an issue. And then you can co- sort of like see gauge where your partner is at, where they're like, you know, I, I am friends, but like. Uh, if I'm out of a relationship, I'm out energetically and there's never been a situation where I've even been tempted to. So like, yeah, I might, you know, still see them on social media or whatever, or see them with mutual friends or, but you know, I, I really don't think anything like that. Even that conversation could like totally assuage someone's, someone's fears or anxieties or insecurities. Definitely. And I think that's the opportunity here. You know, when we talk about solutions for just rational jealousy that comes up in a relationship, This is a case where it's about both of you contributing to the solution. Mm -hmm. I think similar to what we said earlier, it is a chance. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, check engine light for both of you to start controlling your monkey mind and the negative self-talk, you know, evaluate again, an opportunity to evaluate your triggers. Even if it's partly on your significant other, it's still a chance for you to work on you. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, we had to navigate some of this when we were coming back together in part two, because obviously we spent three years apart. We dated other people. And when we came back together, we were, you know, we tried to do a lot of this kind of preemptively. We tried to have these conversations, you know, before it became an issue or anything like that. But sometimes you can't always anticipate what's going to come up. And so, you know, for us, like, although jealousy and really severe, irrational types of jealousy hasn't really been an issue for us um we are quick to address anything that could be in the realm of like hey you know this is what i'm feeling and just as an example um just to let you guys know like we've worked through this too like this is not something that we're completely immune to and you know having (laughs) part one part two of relationship like we would be foolish if we didn't have these conversations um you know just as a simple example when we first got back together within the first few months, I noticed that when, when we would be telling stories about like the, uh, the break, you know, that when we were not together, um, you know, you'd maybe be telling a story about like, oh yeah, I was at this party and X, Y, Z, this has happened. This is who was here. I could feel that I was telling myself stories, even if like you weren't even saying anything about a girl or anything like that. I was telling myself stories, letting my, my mind go to places where I was like, well, I wonder who was there. I wonder if she was there. I wonder if they hooked up. I wonder, and I could see like that this was not going to be healthy for me. Yeah. So I made that, I, I didn't demand. I didn't, I just said, you know, this is what I'm feeling when, when this comes up and when it's really ambiguous or when it's involving another person or a girl or a friend or whatever. And I don't know, I don't know all the details and I don't want to know all the details because you were a single man. You did nothing wrong. They did nothing wrong. I made it very clear that what was coming up for me was not going to be healthy if I let it continue. So what I simply requested of you was like, I don't necessarily like, not that you can't ever tell stories or anything, but I don't, it's going to be healthier for me if I don't hear about all these wild parties that you went to or these crazy experiences that you had because it's just going to put me down a rabbit hole and that really doesn't feel good for me you responded immediately you were empathetic and it was i I, i'm so glad that i brought it up because um, i think that it prevented a lot of 
problems. Sure. And uh, it, again, we couldn't anticipate that. It was just something that needed to happen, needed to come up, and we addressed it head on. And I addressed it with love and an open heart, and you responded so beautifully. And I was so grateful to you that you were like, yeah, I can see from your from your perspective how that would happen. So yeah, I can do that for you. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm glad you're bringing it up again, honestly, because it's a it's a beautiful reminder. You do that so well. And, and what you're doing there is part of the solution that we would suggest anyone to do. It's just request a conversation and request a dialogue with your significant other. If you've been playing around with the thought of Botox for forehead lines or crow's feet, or just frustrated by your acne scars, listen up my love. ClearStem just brought back their No Botox Repair Serum that tells your skin to repair itself and generate new healthy collagen. This has quickly become my favorite of their products, and here's why. The blend of growth factors, peptides, and collagen-derived stem cells immediately feeds your skin what it needs to bounce back from internal stress, UV damage, acne scars, and other environmental aging triggers. Bounce Back is perfect for anyone who wants to avoid Botox, prolong the results of their existing Botox, prevent further lines from forming, and those of us who deal with deeper acne scarring. These ingredients are the real deal and as always, hormone-friendly and non-pore clogging. Completely corrective and targeted for skin repair. You will notice your skin visibly smoother, brighter, and healthier looking in just a few uses. I personally use Bounce Back once a day, usually in the morning, followed by ClearStem's HydroGlow moisturizer. To get your lovely little hands on some bounce back or any of the anti-acne, anti-aging, truly clean ClearStem products, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code Mimi for a nice hefty discount or check it out in our medicine cabinet linked in the show notes. You and your skin are going to love this stuff. Bring up your concerns and through a process that we've talked about a lot. It's called the check-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's episode 113. If you want to check out the dynamics and the structure of a check-in, it is such a healthy, awesome way to establish a container for having intense uh, but productive conversations. It's our most used communication tool, I would say. You know, I think just reframing the language as you have conversations with, with your significant other about the feeling of jealousy that you're having you've already done it in your example, is using the phrase, the story that I'm telling myself is, Mm. or the thing behind the thing is. So if you're bringing up jealousy in front of your partner, what's more disarming is saying, hey, the story that I'm telling myself is that you're interested in looking at other women on social media because you're not satisfied with the way that I look. Yeah, you're keeping it within your experience. Instead of accusing that you are doing such things. Yeah. Same with the thing behind the thing. Yeah. The thing behind the thing is disarming because you say, you know, what I feel, the thing behind the thing for this is yeah. feeling loved. Mm-hmm. I actually, I don't feel loved in this scenario. That's the thing behind the thing. It has nothing to do with, you know, <laughs> whether or not you would ever do anything with that girl on social media. Yeah. It's just that I don't feel loved from that action. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really important phrase. Another way to kind of keep it within your experience, but still be open and authentic with how you're feeling and what, you know, frequencies are running through your body. Um, it's a simple phrase, but just acknowledging that, y- you know, that the person cares about you. So they're not doing this out of, you know, 
to to cause you pain but so saying something like I know you really love me but when blank happens you know when I see you you know scrolling social media and like a bunch of just naked asses are on your screen like I don't feel loved I feel sad I feel disconnected from you so you're again you're keeping it within your experience I know you really love me but when blank happens I don't feel loved I feel blank totally you know it's kind of a dorky phrase but like speak (laughs) from your heart uh john gottman who is a doctor he's a psychologist he says i believe that every person has areas of enduring vulnerability he's speaking about marriage but he's saying for a marriage to succeed these vulnerabilities need to be understood and honored man vulnerability is such a beautiful way to spark intimacy connection empathy and so being able to be vulnerable and love those vulnerabilities about your significant other Mm -hmm. is secret sauce in this yeah i i don't think this is silly at all speaking from your heart and said another way you know communicate with an open heart i talk about that all the time it's every woman and probably man every woman knows the difference between communicating with their partner from a closed heart that's cold and bitter and resentful and like don't touch me type of energy or an open heart where you're leaning, you're open, your body language is open, you're vulnerable, you're like, I'm here, I'm in this, I know you're a better man than that, or whatever it is, like that's an open heart, that is inviting, even though it's uncomfortable for the person receiving it, mm-hmm. it's still inviting the person into the work with you, rather than my back is to you, I don't want to talk to you, I'm not going to talk to you, we're like, that energy is not going to get you anywhere if you really love this person and you want to work through this shit together. Definitely. And I think, you know, <clears throat> in the same vein of of speaking with an open heart, part of that is also being able to um, avoid justifying your actions and giving like all these reasons and let me t- explain all of it to you. When your partner is sharing something with you from their heart in a way that is energetically inviting, just being able to acknowledge your partner's feelings, even if you know your intentions were pure, you know you're, that you didn't actually do anything wrong, just acknowledging, <laughs> I'm speaking to the men here mostly, and women too, because this is something that I've struggled with, but being able to acknowledge your partner's feelings, that for whatever reason, something you did caused them to have hurt feelings just acknowledging that you're not accepting the blame you're not saying i'm wrong you're right i'm so sorry i'll just do whatever you say it's just saying like man i'm so sorry your feelings were hurt like i really didn't mean that and just acknowledging what they're saying is you know can go really really far totally um and i think you know also something that is not talked about i've never heard anyone talk about this on the on the jealousy topic but try not to make yourself the victim Try to stay out of victim mindset of my partner is doing this to hurt me. They did this. They did that. I, you know, I'm always in bad relationships. Why do they always hurt me? I'm, you know, putting yourself in that victim mindset is not going to help you navigate and move through this and grow out of it. It will keep showing up in your life because this is a lesson that it, the universe is inviting you to learn. So instead of making yourself the victim, maintain your autonomy and personal power. This is not in a dominating way, um, but more of a, I am worthy of conscious love type of way. 
And so if during the conversation of jealousy or whatever story that you're telling yourself, if you can maintain your personal power and not slip into victim mindset, that's going to be really important because that confidence is much more attractive to your partner to want to work together on something than the self-deprecating energy that can come from something like jealousy. So, you know, putting this into reality, one of the reasons why I don't really hold much jealousy in my body ever <laughs> is because I am fully convinced in every cell of my being that I am worthy of conscious love. I am worthy of your best love. I am incredible. And no woman can love you, Chase, like I can love you. No woman can touch you the way that I can touch you. And I know that in every cell of my being. And that's what also gives me confidence and squashes this negative emotion of jealousy that could come up. We're in Southern California. There are beautiful women, beautiful people, all the things that you can imagine. They're every, it's everywhere. And if I didn't have that feeling in every cell of my being, it could get really easy <laughs> to start telling myself stories or you for sure, like both of us. So this takes some individual work. This isn't going to happen overnight, but this is so worth the work. Not only will it play into jealousy, not really being a thing in your relationship, but it really, it, it bleeds into every aspect of your life. This is your purpose, your self-love, how you show up in your career, how you show up with your friends, your family, like it's everything. When you know that you are worthy of the highest love, you treat yourself differently and you invite others to treat you differently. That is very different than playing the game of the victim. Spot on. No, nailed it completely. Um, wrapping up just a couple more things as far as solutions go to this feeling of rational jealousy as you're having this conversation with your partner around the topic of jealousy. Don't make accusations. Yeah. Don't be confrontational. And then lastly, as you close this conversation, which could be charged, commit to actions that you are willing to change and adjust in the relationship dynamic. Mm -hmm. That is buy-in. That is enrollment and a sign that you're in this thing. Yeah, absolutely. That was rational jealousy. And then we're moving on to uber rational jealousy where it's completely justified. So this is where it's like beyond rational, re uh, beyond a rational reason for you to be feeling jealousy and a sign that radical change is needed in order to preserve the relationship. Perhaps like even to the degree that it would be wise to end the relationship or pause the relationship. Mm -hmm. This is like severe stuff. Examples, infidelity, cheating, stealing, lying, physical, emotional abuse, trauma, pain, out of line social media behavior. Mm -hmm. Totally. Dick pics, baby. Stop sending that shit. It's like <laughs> we're it's like worthy of getting dumped. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Again, moving on to solutions. We're trying to come up with resources for this. This one is mostly about them, you know, irrationals and mostly about you. Rationals, a little bit of both. This one, dude, mostly about them. So, yeah, it's like something happened. Yeah. And you're responding to it. We talk about it all the time, but it's never a zero and a hundred. There's always something. So in this case, it could even just be like less than 1%. Uh, your 
fault, if you will. But you mean the person who got cheated on? Right, right, yeah. exactly. You know, I hate to say that, but like, there's always a chance. There's always an opportunity to self-reflect on what you are attracting into your life. So even if it's like a 99.9% narcissistic asshole who yeah. has hurt you mm -hmm. and thus caused uber justified jealousy to surface in the relationship, there's still a little window for you to work on yourself. Yeah, it's just reflecting and and you're not uh, you're not taking on any of the blame. There's no shame, there's no judgment. It's just again an invitation to ask yourself, where's the lesson for me in this? Maybe it was just something as simple as like I had an intuitive feeling that I ignored. Yeah. And that teaches you, you know, when those feelings come up, I really should trust my intuition more. That doesn't mean that you deserved to be cheated on. It's just, it's a nugget for you to take away. And whether you move through that relationship or go into your next relationship um, from a balanced place, if you are listening to your intuition, like that's the lesson for you. Or maybe you from the beginning didn't establish healthy boundaries and dude guy didn't know he was doing anything wrong. He thought that you were in an open relationship or he didn't know right. what the, he didn't know what the rules of the relationship was. You thought you were in a monogamous relationship. He thought that, you know, it, it was a little looser than that. Like where did you not establish your needs and desires and wants for the relationship? Or maybe you along the way suppressed some feelings. Like maybe you didn't communicate what you were feeling what you were feeling and it led to, you know, your partner going down this rabbit hole or whatever. There's yeah. always uh, an opportunity for us to ask like, okay, what's the lesson for me here? Definitely. And you know, after that, after that little bit of self-reflection, as you have this conversation with your significant other who's done something that has completely rationalized your feelings, I think accountability is important. Mm -hmm. From a place of love, it's important that you express how the actions have hurt you mm -hmm. firmly. While the feeling is justified, it should not become so powerful that you lose yourself or the best version of yourself. You won't regret having a cool head. You won't. Mm -mm. Evaluate your health mentally, emotionally, and decide whether continuing the relationship is worth it. Either way, take time to reflect on what has led to this result, like we're talking about. Even if it's less than like 1%, you know, quote unquote, responsible. Yeah. Consider what you can do better in order to attract a better partner in your life. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, I've learned a lot from Mark Groves from Create the Love, who we are going to have, uh, we interviewed and, and his episode will be dropping in a few weeks. Um, but he talks about jealousy a lot. And one of the things that I love that he says is, and I think he brought it up in our interview, um, is, you know, for the person who got cheated on, if they are willing to work through it and they love each other and they really do want to work and move through this together and be better because of this thing in some way or whatever, then the person who, you know, got cheated on needs to communicate to the other person what I need from you is blank and be really clear on, you know, I need to see, I need to for the next month be able to pick up your phone whenever I want and look through it and it be fine. I need to be able to talk to you about what I'm feeling or I need to be able to cry if I'm feeling sad. Whatever the thing is, I'm not saying that these are the things that you should bring up. Like it's totally individual, yeah. like whatever that individual needs. And then the other person has a chance to respond. And if it's something that they can't get on board with and they're like, no, I'm not doing that, then that's a good indicator that maybe this isn't the right move to go forward. If you can't accept what your partner needs from you to rebuild trust, then <laughs> it's a good indicator that 
Like maybe this is where it, it needs to end. So if both people are like, yeah, whatever you need, whatever you need, that's a really good indicator that you are able to move through this together. Totally. That wraps up the three jealousy types we're talking about. Irrational, rational, justified. Irrational. What are some of the solutions? You know, this one's likely, like we said, about you. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Pause the negative self-talk. Uh, it's an opportunity to evaluate your triggers. Pull some stress out of your life. Make some friends. Get involved in your community. Improve the relationship with yourself. Rational. This one's about both of you. A chance for both of you to have a conversation. Use the tool of the check-in. You know, Calm your monkey minds independently. Come together vulnerably. Mm-hmm. Even if there is justification in certain parts of these actions acknowledgement empathy and supporting your partner's position don't make accusations don't be confrontational commit to making change and justified uber rational even if it's brutal even if it's so tough to deal with there is an opportunity to self-reflect self-improve and also hold your significant other accountable decide whether you need to move on from this relationship Uh, but from a place of love, from a place of a level head, and a chance for you to evaluate what you are calling into your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the last part here that we want to talk about is something that we, you know, we've only touched on a little bit, but how do we, how does someone handle a jealous partner? Maybe their, their partner is consistently, chronically jealous, just living in that frequency. How does one deal with their partner you know, being jealous. Totally. We've talked about jealousy coming up inside ourselves Mm -hmm. for the most part of the episode. But there's also just the fact that like, oh my God, my partner's like jealous over this freaking mouse that's in the house. I don't know. I just (laughs) made that saying up. I don't think that's an actual saying. But like, what if they're getting jealousy over anything? You talking to the lady at the checkout stand or something. Right. Something just completely crazy. (laughs) There is only so much questioning, possessiveness or control that a human can actually take. Like, let's be honest. So if you're dealing with this, in addition to the awareness that we've talked about already, you know, we wanted to just leave a few quick foods for thought if you're dealing with this. I think number one is like, again, listen. As much as you can, empathize and listen with a fresh pair of ears and eyes to truly feel their concerns. Yes. Yeah. I think having, you know, a conversation regarding past traumas, if you haven't already, you know, what is the root cause of this, of your partner's jealousy? Is it because her dad cheated on her mom or is it because of past relationship or is it because they keep having nightmares of you cheating on them? And so now they're like thinking that it's a sign from the universe or whatever. Like it could be anything, but have this conversation in a balanced and um, safe way. So if say this is the masculine you know, uh, wanting to have this conversation really become safe for your partner and hold this container, hold this safe space. Like the check-in is a great container to have these conversations. Um, the last thing that you want to do, especially as the masculine is to seem unsafe to your partner, that they can't share their vulnerabilities. And that goes both ways. Um, but really, you know, be a safe space for your partner to share where this is coming from and then you can work through it together um you know really try to understand on an empathetic level where these concerns are coming from um you know nothing we do as humans is on accident there's always a reason that we have these triggers and it's important to know where they come from so that you can maintain that 
empathy and compassion rather than shame, judgment, and uh, blame. Totally. If your partner's jealous all the time, have you wondered what could potentially be yeah. triggering them? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're not evaluating what you're doing that's potentially triggering them, regardless of how irrational their jealousy is, like, you should be intentionally trying to compromise and stop poking their jealous button if that yeah. is the if you have not yet example really quick example if you're single and you're not in a relationship and you're following a bunch of accounts that are booty accounts there, there's nothing inherently wrong with that i would say like mm, i have my thoughts but whatever there's nothing you're really doing wrong but as soon as you get into a relationship like a serious relationship where you're monogamous um, it might be time to cleanse some yeah. of your social media accounts. And we've talked about that, you know, and so it's, it's a simple thing, but it can prevent a lot of issues. Totally. Speak out more on what you most appreciate and love about them. Like try offering reassurance that you're committed to the relationship and see if any of these irrational jealousy tendencies fall off. Be honest about what you want in the relationship instead of like, I want you to stop being jealous. <laughs> Try, I want to feel so trusted by you to speak and act in a way that honors the relationship that I am just completely free to be myself. Mm. Like that's motivating. Yeah. That's not like, <clears throat> yo, why are you so jealous all the time? Quit being such a jealous bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're doing that in a male voice. We're not trying to hate on dude guys out there. <laughs> it takes two to tango. I think that's the saying. Mm -hmm. If your partner isn't willing to change to get help, one, you can still make changes in yourself that will greatly impact your life for the better and your future relationships. But it's also completely justified if you decide to move on. Right. Like if this issue in the relationship is insurmountable, it's okay to move on. That's the message your significant other needs. That's what's best for you and the best version of yourself. It's okay to move on. Yeah. I mean, we, we all maintain free will as humans. We should anyways. And um, you know, we, we get the question a lot of like, how do you know when it's time to move on from a relationship? And my first answer is always, well, you can move on whenever you want to. There's, we have free will. You can leave a relationship for any reason at any time. That's what free will is. Is it the right thing to do? I don't know, but you can at any time. So if you're feeling like, you know, uh, this is really not the way that I want to spend my life. This is not in alignment with me anymore. You don't need permission from anyone else, um, including your partner, to move on if it doesn't feel like it's in alignment with what you hold valuable in your life. Yeah, so good. That's it, everybody. We diced up jealousy in as many ways as we could in about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why we can't do a jealousy part two. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, would love to know if we missed something, mm -hmm. if you super aligned with something and want to hear more, if there's a piece that maybe you disagree with, totally open to hearing that as well. Or if you have specific questions, okay, yeah. what about this particular situation? Right. Because again, there's no way for us, this is not an exhaustive list of no. all of these situations. You know, we're doing our best, but we would love to hear from you guys, like what you thought, what are your takeaways? What are your questions, your specific questions? And, you know, maybe we can add them to like a mailbag episode yep. or something like that. If you guys loved the episode, please share it. So critically important uh, for us, one, to have the feedback that you're you're liking it. Mm -hmm. uh, but also we're trying to grow this thing. We're trying yeah. to make this thing uh, impactful to a ton of human beings and relationships in the world. We are trying to develop the 
tendency and the habit of having a relationship with life, your mm-hmm. body, with the earth, with, with, of course, your significant others, but with your mm-hmm. higher self, with your purpose. And every time you share, every time you leave a review or even just tell somebody with your lips and your mouth <laughs> that, and you, your that you love the medicine, <laughs> that is so freaking awesome for us. And, and we love and appreciate you dearly. So... I, uh, I want to live in a world where every single person is proactively creating a life that they love yep. from a balanced and conscious place. And that's what we're trying to help people do. No doubt. That's our ultimate goal. So we appreciate you so much. You could have been anywhere listening to any podcast and you chose this one. So we say thank you so much. We are so grateful to you. Dare I say we love you. We love you. <laughs> what, my love, before we go, mm-hmm. is your medicine today? Oh, it's so hard not to choose sex with you. <laughs> I do that all the time. But it was straight up medicinal today. Uh, that was, That's my medicine. I can't even lie. It was straight up medicinal, psychedelic. On another level, we went to Pleasure Planet together, and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure Planet, not to be confused with Pizza Planet <laughs> from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys. This is all about being a free woman. I'm a free woman. I got, mm-hmm. you know, I just let me be me. Love it. <laughs> I'm into it. What about you, my love? What is your medicine today? Mm. Medicine uh, for me today. I have been enjoying the very infrequent and short but occasional jog and just using my, my body to run in this very primal, you know, mode of action we call running i just have cut cardio down so significantly in my life and just to just to occasionally move the body in a way that is athletic is a it's in it's short it's like a mile and it's about you know eight to nine minutes um, with a couple sprints and a couple pauses and it's just it's just medicine to do it on such a small scale uh, but also just have awareness in reality that, that the functionality of my meat suit still uh, exists and so grateful for that I'm grateful for your meat suit. Thank you. (laughs) All right, you guys. Hopefully we didn't creep you out too much. Um, Go spread some light. We will talk to you next time. Okay, bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine to learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, along with the discounts, visit themedicine.com forward slash medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes for this episode. Until next time, cheers, boo.